Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money FM 89.3, good morning. You're here with me, Dan Ko, on Your Money. And now it's time for our Investment Bites segment with the one and only Willie King, the founder of Dividend Titan. Good morning, Willie. How's it been so far? All right, it's been great. I mean, uh, you know, guest host this week and I'm slowly getting used to waking up at 4 plus a.m. And... Ooh. Interestingly, I've not taken a single nap over the last couple of days. I'm still struggling to figure out how you managed to survive, you know, without any naps throughout the day. But 4 a.m., that sounds very painful. But I like to say that uh, you look bright and fresh today as well. And uh, you're still going very strong, really. As always, then, as always. <laughs> and very comprehensive breakdown of market analysis as well. Now, Willie, on Investment Bites today, let's talk about, you know, when is the best time to conduct a stop-loss strategy, right? Because we always talk about, you know, buying high, selling low. Uh, sorry, no, that's the opposite. My bad. It's buying low and selling high. And But then I think that not enough attention is given to selling at a loss because sometimes, you know, I've been hearing a lot of my friends and investors out there. I mean, it's not really a loss until you actually liquidate it, right? Mm. So what is the best stop-loss strategy and when is the right time to take the loss, Willie? Okay, I'm going to throw back a question at you. Dan. Okay, what's um, up? When, when was the last time you actually sold a stock at a loss? Or when, when was the last time you actually buy or sell a stock? Ah, okay. Um, well, I would say the last time I bought a stock was sometime last week. The last time I actually put a stop loss to a stock was perhaps maybe about two, three months ago. Mm. It was really painful. I, I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So... When it comes to investing, like for myself, um, making you know buying, buying, buying and selling is always part and parcel of um, trading or or investing. And yeah. I've got to agree with you. You know, sometimes um, it's very difficult. You know, it's easy to actually buy to make a buying decision, mm. but it's so much harder to to sell because um, number one, there's always a psychological um, impact which could affect you. Because if I'm going to cut loss or it might be actually much more painful, um, you know, than taking off the gains off the table. And for myself, right, when, when, when I decide, you know, at least for me, when, when do I decide to stop loss, it really depends on the strategies or the approach which I'm, I'm, I'm employing. So when I first started out, um, a lot of my investing strategies, it has got to do with trading. Yeah. So I didn't really bother too much about what the, 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 the financial analysis, the data, the business of these shares are all about. So I think it as, you know, they're just pieces of paper and what 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 happened is if let's say if the mark, if let's say the the stock drops like ten percent fifteen percent and if I couldn't take it I'll just immediately set it off um, and just realize that loss mm. sometimes um, I'll be too afraid to 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 cut loss and I'll just leave it there and it gets so painful until to a point where I say okay I'm just going to clear out um, <laughs> my portfolio of stocks in the red and restart all over again oh boy so that was how I sort of started out okay um, but as I sort of improve and fine tune uh, my approach my my strategy to investing, which means, you know, like looking more um, at stocks, more as like businesses itself. Yeah. I tend to want to focus more on the business. So I do have stop losses only for the more speculative positions, meaning that um, stocks which are slightly smaller, mm -hmm. um, they might not have a sizable volume, trading okay. volume each day. Or if let's say the stock is not well covered by analysts. So that means the small to mid cap stocks, I tend to have a stop loss position on that because the prices can swing very wildly. Um, and I might not be able to really find out 
exactly what's going on sometimes. So mm. be- be to, better to be safe than sorry here. Now, on the other hand, um, when I'm looking at your blue chips, your large cap companies, mm. you know, companies which are very well covered by the market, and I'm much more confident in owning some of these stock positions, um, stop loss isn't really that important for me. Mm. Uh, in fact, um, I wouldn't have a stop loss uh, for many of these businesses or these stocks unless... I do know if the company fundamentals has changed, mm. which means that if, let's say, if the business outlook has deteriorated mm. or if, you know, I opened up its latest quarterly or half yearly report and I realized that, you know, its uh, operating cost is going higher or its business strategy or its business model has changed, that's where um, then I would, regardless of whether there's a stop loss or not, then I will switch out or I will sell off that position. Okay, is there a magic number to this? Because I know I've read, you know, online certain, from, from certain articles, you mentioned that maybe about 5 to 10% or maybe even 20%. But when do we decide, okay, you know, whether or not it's a good company, but the number is going too much. So when do we stop? All right. So for me, it's really a magic number. I'm just uh, sticking my lips, uh, yeah. sticking my fingers in the lips and putting it in the air. Um, I don't really have a magic number. I don't really have a scientific calculation for this but yeah. typically my stop loss can range anywhere between 25 to 30 percent um, so this 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 allows me to have a much wider tolerance especially because for me I don't exactly look or monitor the market on a day-to-day basis yep. so a lot of my conviction and my confidence really comes from understanding the business itself yeah. because sometimes um, the market you know just sells off not due to the fundamentals of the business, but to the mechanics of how the market was. I mean, we, we shared about how um, markets have actually sell off uh, yesterday. Um, mm. Yesterday, how we have sp- spoke about how crises have emerged. Sometimes yeah. there could be sell off for really no apparent reasons. Mm. And because of this, it doesn't really uh, get me to sell the stock itself. But what I will do is either I will average down my position or I will hold on to it. Now, the stop loss really kicks in when I know that, okay, um, if the stock crashed, you know, 20 to 30%, and it's really because yeah. of um, some fundamental issues, like if the business is not doing well. So say, for example, um, one of my positions which have, I have in my portfolio, which owns mm-hmm. a big data center in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. um, is a relatively small company. So it's a small to mid-cap stock. And unlike my other large cap or blue, blue chip positions, uh, this particular small cap stock, um, which basically owns the largest data center operators in Hong Kong, yeah. um, I do have a stop loss position or stop loss of 30%. So if the share price drops from the time where I bought the stock mm. um, and if, if it falls by 30%, then I will make a decision to cut, uh, to sort of cut loss yeah. and redeploy that proceeds somewhere else. Mm. It's better to, to take the L than to continue, you know, indefinitely know, not knowing where the stock price is going as well. Now, Willie, I'd like to change gears a little bit in this conversation. So we stop, we, we've been talking all about stop losses, you know, and when you should be taking the L. But maybe what about taking the wins? When do you think it's the right time for us to start taking out the profits from the stock then? <laughs> we got to go two sides of the coin, right? There's... A- that's a great question then. I mean, sometimes, you know, you get so excited when yeah. you make some money and you just really want to take the money off the table. And, yeah. it, and it has happened to me a um, couple of times, in fact. I mean, when I sold, um, last time, you know, when I sell a stock and then after that, only to realize that the stock continued to actually climb up. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I will just uh, set myself in the foot. I say, <laughs> I should have hold on to it longer. Uh-huh. So when, when will I sell my winners? It really depends on, number one, the market which I'm trading at. Okay. And number two, what sort of uh, valuations which I have 
for the stock or for the business itself. And so what do I mean by the markets? Because I I base, I primarily invest in three main markets. Mm. Uh, one in Singapore, our, our local homegrown market, mm-hmm. Hong Kong and the US. Mm. So for US and Hong Kong, it's slightly different because for US, you have um, the way the market has developed, you know, it is such a deep market. You know, there are thousands of stocks in the market itself. Um, typically for these businesses, they tend to have a much longer runway. And the way the psychology of the market is such that, you know, buying and holding um, US stocks tend to, to, to have a far more effective returns on your investment. So yeah. not taking the money off the table for US stocks, uh, rather buying holding on for it much longer mm. uh, tends to be a more sound strategy if okay. you're looking in US stocks. Now, in Hong Kong, it's slightly different because the, the Hong Kong market uh, is such that it has a very wide mix of institutional and retail investors. Okay. Um, there are investors, there are institutions which cover the, the large cap stocks, but typically the small to mid cap stocks, they are not widely covered, which means that the market can actually uh, whipsaw very heavily. Mm. So what this means is that the buy and hold strategy might not be as effective if you're, if you're looking in Hong Kong stocks. So what, what, what I typically do, let's say if I'm investing in Hong Kong stocks is if the business or if the stock has hit some form of uh, my own personal assessment of its value, of its business value, mm. and if the price has reached close to that business value, then I will take, you know, I will take profit or I'll take gains and I will redeploy it somewhere else. Right. So it really, it really depends on the market itself. Um, at the same time, it also depends on the strategy which you are using. Mm. So for me, when I invest um, in dividend stocks or for income, I typically don't bother too much about taking profits. Uh, reason why is because I'm focused more on the income uh, which I'm actually collecting from the stock itself, more so than the total returns of that particular stock. So mm. it also depends on the strategy. If you are a growth investor, um, then perhaps taking profits is probably more likely than if, let's say, if you're an income investor where you're just trying to accumulate um, dividend income-paying stocks over time. So yeah. you don't really bother too much about um, taking on the winners. Mm, wonderful. Thank you for that great and impressive, comprehensive breakdown of uh, you know the US, the Hong Kong market as well. So it's I, I noticed a, a trend here. It's all about the time horizon as well. Like like how far you can see into the future. I mean, not okay, not see into the future, but I suppose it's a little bit more on you know, what is your time frame like as well? Mm, and yeah. also to, to to understand, right, in terms of time frame, maybe let me just um, um, break it down mm. in a little bit more. It's about where do you see some of these businesses going forward in, say, the next 15 years mm. or the next 20 years? Yeah. So if you think about it, um, if you think about, say, for example, Amazon or Costco, um, you, you might want to ask yourself, hey, where do you think Amazon will be at? 15 years from now, yeah. right? Will it be a much bigger company than it is today? Mm. Will more people shop online, you know? And when you actually have that framework or that frame of mind in place, in the short term, how Amazon shares trade, right? With mm. regards to whatever is happening, does it really matter, right? Um, whether you affect Amazon 15 years from now, right? If yep. it's going to be a much bigger e-commerce giant, yep. then any short-term news um, today which we are seeing might not actually matter too much at all. Mm. Willie, teach us to be a visionary like you. Looking ahead <laughs> far ahead into the future as well. Now, Willie, with this, it's been such a great conversation about when to take a stop loss and when to take the wins as well. Maybe do you have any other word of advice for people stepping into the investing world today? Okay, so... If when you're starting out investing, I think I, I would strongly suggest, you know, to get started reading as much um, of the annual reports 
trying to understand the the data and the mm. analysis. So at the end of the day, um, try to pick some basic accounting skills. That means trying to understand how the balance sheet, the profit and loss statement, the cash flow statements, how does it all connect? Right? You don't have to be an expert or you don't have to be an accountant to, to, to be, but um, accounting really is the language of business and it is crucial when it comes to investing to understand what are the numbers driving behind how many of these companies operate. And I would strongly suggest to actually have that basic foundations first mm. um, in order to really you know, sink in more of our money into investing. Yeah, you need to understand and know what you're investing in after all. It's been such a great conversation so far. Willie, it's, thank you so much for joining us on Market View as well as the Investment Bites. We'll catch you again tomorrow, same time, same place, yeah? Thank you, Dan. All right, catch you tomorrow. Continue to keep it right here with us. We've got so much more just coming right up. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.